Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Alistair, if I were to say to you the words, a simple, clean design with quality, durable blades at a fair price... What would be your number one guess as to what it is that I'm talking about? Some kind of new startup helicopter company. <laughs> <laughs> it's the durable blades that set this helicopter company apart. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. Would you be talking about Harry's razors? I'm talking about Harry's razors. The people who have brought you this episode of Two in the Think Tank mm. are Harry's. In collaboration with us. Oh, sure. I mean, mm. but I think it's mostly Harry's at this point. That's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they've got a special offer for our listeners of the podcast that allows them to support themselves by buying blades which support the podcast and also support the Harry's Corporation. So either way, everybody wins. Whether it's your face, the Harry's Corporation, or the podcast that you care about supporting, purchasing this trial offer, which I believe is free, is, <laughs> is, is the way to do it. Are we going to talk about a little bit more? We're going to talk know? about a little bit late, later on in the podcast, and hopefully I'll have some more information for you. Boom. I got Harry's podcast supporters every day. Hot crossed beef for breakfast. Everybody. Yes. Hello, and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Alistair George William Tromley Virtual. And I am Andy. And, and joining us in the mm, podcast studio mm. is the bowl of sesame noodles herself, <laughs> Stephanie Brochley. Hi, thanks for having me again. Thank Ugh. you for being back. As soon as you're in the country, we <laughs> put you in the pod tank. Straight yes. from the airport this time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We fly her in, you know. <laughs> we strap her down. Mm-hmm. We, say, mm-hmm. we, we say wheel step- her across the tarmac. We say, Steph, the tank is low on resources right now. We need a, a, a hot Steph injection. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh. No, it's okay. Use it. Use it. Mm. <laughs> you know, things come from uh, emotions. Mm. Yes. That's right. One, and one such emotion is, oh. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> Do you think anybody's, really? ever, think anybody's ever scalped? Oh, no, not scalped. Sorry. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, this is not that much better better than scalping, but pierced. Like, you know, get a piercing that goes through the skull. Mm. Mm. Got to be. I reckon we could find I reckon we could find a way to just because people are always falling onto spikes. You know how people are always yeah, falling yeah, onto yeah. spikes and the spikes are going up sort of through the brain and everyone's <laughs> like, it's amazing. It didn't touch any of the bits of the brain that do anything. Mm. Right. So mm. just pierce those. We've, it's already it's, oh. it's been determined already by all these people falling onto handy spikes. Now we know, so we just turn that into a fashion thing. You can get but a like, spike up through under the jugular, 
Well, right, it goes up I think, and through the brain. I think and sometimes out. it goes up through the belly, through misses all the organs, all the and organs, then, <laughs> and then goes through the neck. Because I think as long as you're not piercing the uh, the neck itself and there's like a hole in your ear hole, that's the real problem. Mm. So then, <laughs> okay, keep, oh, that's is the it, real problem. Okay, yeah, you go the up spike. through there and then up through the head and then just po- just a little poke out through the skull <laughs> like that. So With a little ruby on it. Yeah. Or there's yeah. A, there's only the only bit that you see is the tiny little. <laughs> Tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and, that and pokes maybe up. maybe like a little bit of the rod at the at the bottom. Okay, coming out of the thigh. Yeah, out of the thigh with a ruby on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ruby each ends, tumped and tailed. <laughs> what about because Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein's monster has is it him who has the mm. bar that goes through his neck like that? Very yeah, well, correct. there's definitely bolts yeah. there. I never, I, I never realized that there's probably a bar in there. I guess. Yeah, yeah. like no, that's a pretty extreme through. piercing. Mm, it is. Yeah, and I. I'm actually shocked that we haven't seen that in a single person. Right. Yeah. So this is that's the um, that's the transverse uh, neck stud, mm. but this is the uh, <laughs> what what would it be? Yeah. I don't the, know the, the the opposite of transverse. Yeah. Uh, other obverse. I don't know. Universe. Universe. It's the universal uh, neck stud that goes <laughs> in the other direction, mm. which is you know much more um, uh, alternative. You know, if and you want to prove to people. That you mm. you're hardcore. You are hardcore, and you are alternative. Yeah, this is very alternative. And then if you get this both... is an alternative to all the people who don't have a spike that goes <laughs> from their thigh to the top of their head. <laughs> but if you get both, then you can be like multiverse. Oh yeah, every direction piercing yes. situation. And then you could get yourself installed in some kind of a gimbal where you could gyrate <laughs> in every not gyrate. You could rotate in every in every degree of freedom. And th- th- I think I think that big pole going down the middle of your body might actually impede some of your gyrating. <laughs> you reckon? It could. I mean, it could have been initially invented as an anti-gyration uh, thing. You know, like to sort stop of, the hips from you know turning people on with part their gyration. Of like river dance training. Mm. Michael river Flatley, training. he had one of these. That's right. And, and it was also around when, uh, you know, when, when Elvis the pelvis was performing on TV mm. and they were trying to mm. start, you know, they were like, oh, young people are going to start doing this. This is a little provocative. This. Yeah, so they would like they started installing this in their daughters and sons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> downwards. Can we do it downwards or downwards, upwards, Alistair? Yeah, I mean, look, we're not going through any of the orify. We're creating new. <laughs> so it's a brand nothing... new orify. Yeah, no, no, we, that would be... Horrifying. Is that what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> I was horrified. Oh, I was horrified. <laughs> um, so I mean, it could be an you know, obviously started as an ancient anti-gyration uh, mm. technique. Mm. Ancient. Ancient. Nineteen fifty-one. It's the full flatly they call it. <laughs> oh, and then also the one through your neck though could be a good way of like. You know, like if you wanted to dangle from your neck, but like, because mm. <laughs> I mean, your neck should be able to hold your whole. I mean, it can hold it your head should, up. It should, shouldn't it? You think it would hold your whole body up? Like yeah. it dangle, you can hold your neck up. It should be able to hold your body down. Exactly. <laughs> right? That's how that works, For some isn't reason, it? I'm picturing a, a judo match between you and your neck. <laughs> your neck somehow gets you in a position where it's like, oh, got ya. <laughs> I think we've talked about the use of the neck in fighting. Is that a thing we've talked about on the podcast? Because obviously the giraffes do it. Mm. You know, you see, you've seen the videos of the giraffes fighting. Maybe. Or they just sort of know. lash each other with their necks. Oh. It's full on. 
Yeah. It's real full on. I have a bad neck just from like using a computer. Mm. <laughs> I can't imagine how bad it would be if do I had you, to fight. Do you look a down a lot it. while you're using a computer? Yeah. You put it at your feet and you stand up and just. <laughs> <laughs> I do a full forward fold. <laughs> a computer on the ground, feet on the ground. Yeah. Oh. Just, but like, just. Oh, so you're complete, standing up completely straight, mm. computer at your feet, but then you just tilt your head down <laughs> and your eyes, like, maximum angle to try to see the screen. <laughs> oh, these ergonomic chairs are not helping. Oh. I mean, you know there's a, a, you know how there's, like, standing desks? Mm. There's also a bed one where it suspends the laptop above you mm, so you're, and you're, type, you're lying down and typing above sure. you. Um, but I wanted to one, have one that was the fetal position oh. right, where you're <laughs> on you're on your side sort of curled up and the the the, the keyboard is sort of on your knees and the and yeah. the, the, the screen is sort of down there so that you sort of just you just curl up a, away from the world <laughs> and you can still respond to emails That's good yeah I would I like that I think when the world is in a bad state a fetal position desk that you can keep working when all around you has gone wrong is, uh, you know, useful. Yeah. Right? And you could install it, like, in the womb. Right, get people on there at an early... Exactly. Onboard them early. Mm. Get, get on board mm. them, get them online. Well, then, if that was the case, they would, you would never have to leave the fetal position. Right. Right? Yeah. You can just spend your whole life curled up, connected to the internet. What about the, the part where you have to be born through that <clears> small <throat> tunnel? Do you think you could get? You think you could manage to? Maybe they could re redesign the model there. The sort of the that has been of, needing a redesign for a long I time. Think so. To be fair, well, maybe it's while not they're ideal. inserting the rod, they could do some <laughs> other. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is you're not going to be able to use the fetal position uh, keyboard oh, if course. you've got the flatly. Really, these no, two are the antithesis true. of each other, aren't they? That's uh, what makes the flatly piercing so alternative. Because yeah, right. <laughs> everyone yeah. else is in the fetal position, it really st- straightens you up. <laughs> oh, Unless you could be in the, like the flatly fetal, which is <laughs> a sense of the... <laughs> flatly fetal. So it's like stiff as a board on your back. Yeah. Corpse pose. And then maybe the baby in like, you know, because you could change the fetal position as whatever position you're in when you're a baby in the fetus. Wait, no, wait, not when you're in the ah, fetus. You're right. Yeah. So it's whatever position you're in. So when I was in there, I would just have my, my arms out like a monster <laughs> and my fingers curled over and I go, Rah! and for me, that's and the fetal position. And a straight back. Straight back, going like that, in a pained face. For me, that's the fetal position. That's what I was like because of the, the big rusty metal bar going through my mama. Rusty now. Well, I, I was mean, thinking we were at least using surgical grade stainless steel, but uh, no, well, no, this is cast iron. Well, this time, is like an old pot. At the time, it was easier to just use what was at hand. <laughs> Everyone had an iron rod at hand yeah. in 1951. Yeah, you just use a fence paling or something. <laughs> mm. A fence impaling. I don't think that's a pun. <laughs> I think because I think probably the word impaling just comes from the word or the word paling oh. comes from the word impaling or whatever the same okay. root word How about this? A fence. It's, that's like trying to do a pun that's like oh, today uh, something something yesterday <laughs> Andy some of us are trying to find new, new awful ways of doing puns <laughs> And I think finding one that's offended you, I think, is a, is a great achievement for me. Alternative puns is, I don't know, there's something mm. in it. Yeah, I'm an old mm. punner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I wonder if there's a type of pun that's just words that the combination of letters 
kind of look the same. Like, like the 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 word cool, mm. right? Uh, the C and the O and the O and the L. That O and the L, you know, if you put them close enough together, they probably just look like a D. It's like cod. So it's cod. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it's not. It's it's not, it's an alternative form of pun. Yeah. You know, it's right. one that's just created by like bad letter spacing. Or yeah. is that kerning? Is that kerning? Kerning, yeah. Kerning. You yeah. Know? So just, also, so kerning is alternative punning. What's kerning? Kerning is like in uh, I think in, in type design, setting. like how far apart the letters are from each other, mm. the oh, space no. between the letters. Kerning punning. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so in what what context would you use this cool cod kind of pun? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something about Cape Cod and Cape Cool. <laughs> cool Cod, by the way, that is a band name for George. Mm, cool Cod. Cool How's he going, cod. by the way? Well, he can't find a band name. Still can't still. <laughs> Turns out, see, there's a secondary brother, as you may know, mm-hmm. called Dave. Yeah. And uh, Is Dave the problem? <laughs> and Dave is up there as one of the main problems. One of the two problems. Yeah, I one think. of the two The main, other one's George, I guess. The other one is George. Right. And then the, I guess the third one is sort of the, the way that they work together. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the sort the of... Space the space between them. Yeah. Super organism the that is created from... <laughs> I just I just found that really satisfying. But my real laugh I thought wasn't enough to express how satisfied I found it. So I thought I'll top this up with a little extra laugh. <laughs> Oh, this will be this will let you know. It's like I'm putting another man's laugh in this. That's how you know. There's two men laughing. There's me and the man that I invented to do the laughing for me. What the fuck is happening? Oh, look, I'm I'm adding this second man laughing. Laughing for extra couple. Laughing only ever denotes like uh, I've found what you've said. Amusing, really. Like that's mm. the one meaning that oh, it tends to have. Or my evil plans have come to fruition. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but maybe we could. You know, there's a language possibility in in laughter um, codification. Like if you laugh high pitched, it's mm. evil. If you, I don't know. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, yeah, we need we need to lock that down. I the language of laughter. I think mm. also um, because you know the 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 evil laugh. Mm. Uh, all my evil plans have come to fruition. That's only really a laugh that you hear. A solo laugh, right? You only hear that once. You never get a full audience of evil laughter. Mm. And I think that would be a great alternative to the comedy festival, which is like a Melbourne International sort of evil scheme extravaganza, right? And it's people up there... And then all the audience mm. is evil, obviously. Well, and maybe all the performers are evil and there's only one audience member for each time. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's... You go in and then they go... <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, so the, or, there's just one big black chair, right? In, st- in, the, in the audience with area. A cat, with a white cat with sewn a white to cat. the yeah. right hand. Maybe the chair inside. is facing away from you and you... You perform all your evil schemes right. until you get yeah, and you try and get your laugh rate up 
uh, your evil laugh rate. But I would also like a full audience of evil laughter as well, because it'd be nice to hear what that sounds well, like. Well, that's a... what I want. I want a whole audience. It's a bunch of evil. Like it's as oh, if... I thought you said there was only one evil person. No, no, no. There's only one audience member who is the the person who's not the evil person, and everybody else is the performer. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Right. And so you go there, and and this is how you enter. Right. Yeah. You stand in this kind of like uh, metal kind of standing tray. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I could totally picture yeah, what you mean. Great. And they and your your arms. Isn't that an elevator, a no, metal no. standing tray? It could be, but I think it, it's but a then you like Jetstar have introduced that in some of their planes, haven't they? they just yeah. get strapped but to like the, a metal your, tray. Your arms get shackled in mm-hmm. like this, yeah. uh, and then your head gets shackled in. Perfect. Yeah, and then you get kind of like just along a conveyor belt, you get brought in mm. and then you get spun around <laughs> to face them and it's like... They're, There's like 50 it's evil... A, it's as if the plan of all these evil people was to finally trap you and get you. And mm. so when they see you, they're like... <laughs> like that. And then they got you. And then, I don't know, maybe like acid comes and pours <laughs> on you. Or a laser is moving towards exactly. you across the durational mm. performance. Yeah, and then shark nips at your pinky toe. <laughs> I've tried to, try to picture it. Like, I, I, can't, I can't understand what's the dynamic. Who's the audience and who's the performer then? Well, the experience is there for the person who stands in the And gets the acid on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's an experience for them, mm. right? And the performance that they're witnessing is experiencing the laughter like they're a comedian. This is so complicated. Well, I love um, it. All the dynamics are topsy-turvy. All the performers are laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and there's lots of them, and they're evil. But the audience is the one having the experience. Yeah. It's like direct inverse of stand-up comedy. No? It is. Yeah. It is. Multiple performers mm-hmm. who are laughing. Yeah. A single strapped in audience <laughs> member on a standing tray. <laughs> Look, I've gotta tell you, I've realized part way through this that Steph has actually already created a, a, a an art piece like this <laughs> once. Um, uh, remind me. Um, well, really, all of your uh, performances, I would liken to having acid poured on you. <laughs> no, uh, uh, once Steph put on a essentially a comedy art exhibition. Uh, and there was uh, like a floor covered in whoopee cushions. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, there was a, a donut thing. What was the donut thing? The oh, donuts the... were what you were trying to get to by walking over the whoopee that's right. cushions. Yeah. It was art. Exactly. It's, and then there was probably the comedy... only good art that's ever been done. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was one room that you walk in one at a time, and then you walk out into the room, and you're the only person. Uh, you, you're on stage as soon as you walk through the curtain, and there's an audience there, and they're laughing at whatever you say. <laughs> Yeah. See? Yeah. I forgot well, about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, so good. it started as that they would laugh at whatever you say, and then the uh, the audience that we'd got got bored, and so they started fucking with people, yeah. and so if they'd be like, "Okay, for the next guy, just give him nothing," no. and then, <laughs> they would walk in, and they'd heard through the wall like a lot of laughter, so they were expecting yeah. to like the people From kind memory, of understanding. Did it. that happen to John Bennett? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> Probably. That's usually what happens to John Bennett when he walks out on stage. Am I right? Uh, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, turn that off. Cop that, our friend John Bennett. Yeah, <laughs> take that. <laughs> but I do, I think there is something really nice in the moment where the evil laugh that you're pretending to do mm. turns into the real laugh of you reacting to the fact that you've just done an evil laugh. There's like a nice transitional mm. moment where I, I know the difference between your two laughs. Mm. Yeah. And he only has two. <laughs> So, 
And so what do we do with this? Is this a... Well, it's a philosophical thing if we could identify the, the, the moment in which a, the, the, in the transition at which it is identifiably evil and, mm. and then also identifiably not evil, maybe we could then identify the essence of evil. And we could extract that. See, if you've got an evil laugh and mm. a non-evil <clears throat> laugh, yeah. right, well, then all we need to do is we need to overlap, possibly using Fourier transforms, okay. the waveforms yeah. of the two <laughs> different types of laughter. Yeah. Okay, And then we're able to distract, uh, subtract the devil's, uh, the devil's addition. Yeah. We're able to use the devil's addition subtraction to subtract your regular laugh from your evil laugh. And what does that leave us with? Just pure evil, okay? Oh. And now we just play that sound of pure evil, pump it into a room or whatever, and we can drive any man insane or, or woman. Or woman. <laughs> or even a pig. <laughs> You'd have to test it on pigs first, I reckon. Yeah, of Before course. sending it out onto the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks upset. I don't he know. Looks, he hasn't looked yeah. upset before, though. Yeah, he's look. a pig. Oh, he, here you go, little fella. You're not going to fight anybody like in this state. <laughs> here, let me play this weird altered, altered sound. <laughs> Evil pig. Oh, it'd be great to work to be like somebody who got, got to experiment on things in the military. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait for the evil laugh. <laughs> 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 um, look, I think, look, I think there's yeah, pure I evil idea. Pure evil, right? Um, Sound yeah, terrorism, then, though, that's record, like, yeah. I don't know, that's unexplored. It, well, well, it, it yeah. seems to be a thing that they're, they're, people think that this is happening in yeah. the embassy in Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the U.S. Embassy in Cuba, everyone's like, "I feel really nauseous." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. I think they t they've discovered that that was nothing. a mass uh, sort of like delusion, hysteria. Yeah. yeah, right. But maybe you don't even need to invent the pure evil sound. You just need to like sow a seed of mass hysteria. Mm. Tell everyone we've invented the pure yeah. evil sound. I mean, that's that's quite good, isn't it? Like you put everyone in an environment and you tell them we'll be pumping in a sound yeah. that turns you pure evil. And then you watch as they become pure evil. And then at the end you say, aha, mm. <laughs> and well, there was no the, evil sound at all. The sound of pure evil is me telling you that I've invented the sound of pure mm -hmm. evil. Oh my it's God. just that sentence. That was a really good, that's a really good <laughs> yeah. twist, twisty flip. Um, it's a flip and twist. It's a flip yeah, and you twist. wouldn't be able to do that with a full flatly. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe you could, maybe the flip and twist. If you've got the full flatly and the uh, the full fra Frankenstein, um, the flipping and twisting is, is pretty much you. It's pretty much all you can do. All you can do. Yeah, you've got about you... as much movement as a gyroscope, right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, you could use that, that Frankenstein piercing mm. and extend it out so people can't get out through doors. Unless they turn. Unless they turn. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Unless they've ever carried anything through a door. <laughs> oh. Ah, but you could get a back, to, a back and forward one as well. And then they have to twist and tilt. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they've ever moved a couch, they'll never be able to get oh, out. One of those four-cornered couches. I mean, if... If stopping people getting through doors is really what we want to do, then maybe while we're shoving all these spikes through their neck, we could just kill them. Yes, or close the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you guys heard of locks? Kill them. <laughs> I mean, if there was one idea that was stupid at a time. 
I think it was murder. <laughs> Can I just say, I saw your show yesterday and I loved it so much. Congratulations, you just finished the festival. Thank you very this much, lovely Stephanie Brocci. It was so good and I hope you do it again and again and again. Well, there's a chance it could be the last thing we do and then mm. we just continue doing Perfect. this for the next 40 mm. years. During then... our Magma show. Yeah. Well, I think we will have a good chance that Magma will once again re- r- arise, arise at the Fringe Festival yes. Yes. in September. Yeah. And Do it. So keep um, um, an open mind. And, an, <laughs> and eyes. And calendar. Yes. And we've got, the, we've got the, the, the highest, <clears throat> thank you, by the way, we've got the highest Easy. review you can get from a bowl of sesame noodles. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, yes, I when I signed up to the sesame noodle review... <laughs> mailing at letter, I thought it would be reviews of Sesame Noodles. <laughs> it turns out it is reviews by Sesame Noodles <laughs> of comedy festival shows. And this has received the highest award for Sesame Noodles out of a possible four. <laughs> one, wait, a possible, one bowl of Sesame Noodles out of a possible one <laughs> bowl of Sesame Noodles. Ah, but I didn't tell you in the bowl of Sesame Noodles, I have eaten one noodle. <laughs> Still room for improvement. Still room. Oh, you, you got to leave that in there. <laughs> um, oh, there was something we were talking about. Yes. I had an idea. With no, people. there was. Play the people the sound of pure evil. Pure evil, yeah. And they become evil. Mm. And then... The, I mean, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's smells. There's other <laughs> yes. things. The smell of yes. pure evil. Mm. <laughs> mm. I think, uh, look, I, there's something about the idea of this, you know, all this stuff there. But you know what? Let's move on. Let's pick another topic. Eggs, eating, <laughs> eating things. I had oh, some eggs this morning. No, but a, a carnivorous egg. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> That's what? really interesting though, no. isn't it? Ah. Some, an egg, <laughs> an egg that's, that has hunger, mm. right? But of course, if the egg were to hunger eat... Hunger for your the, touch. The, the, well, the size, yes. <laughs> but the size of the egg is very fixed. You see, it can't grow. Yes. So, right? only get so if it were to eat anything, it would crack and die. But it's hungry. It seems like a, a, a hell. Yes, and if it was to move in. in any way, it would also crack. If it, would move, if it were to open its mouth, it has a mouth, but it mm. can't open its jaws, for, for then it would crack and die. <laughs> because, it, because it doesn't have a jaw. It just has shell. Mm. But, what, but is, what is a shell? Uh, if not... An unformed mouth and jaw that mm. you cannot move. <laughs> mm. um. <laughs> I just thought, look, maybe when just a, just an egg with motivation. It seems it seems to be that like 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 okay, how about this, mm. right? It's some sort of a chicken, right? But one <laughs> that <laughs> that never emerges from the shell, yes. lives its whole life inside the shell. Right, still has hopes and dreams. Has a form of locked in syndrome. Yes, right? locked in the egg. Locked in, <laughs> egged in, right? Shell, 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 shell shock, shell, shelled in, shell, shell lock, shell, shell shed, locked, shell locked in, and right, and <laughs> shell, so the, shell shed. It lives its whole life inside the the egg, right, mm. and then we we somehow get to see its dreams. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you wrapped up uh, eggs in tin foil and told your children that's what an Easter egg is? <laughs> Uh, what do you mean? Uh, two days ago. Two days ago. ago two days ago. Yesterday. Now that is the definition of pure evil. Seth Brocci said that was the saddest thing she'd ever heard. <laughs> you boiled eggs, though. You boiled them. We Were boiled, they boiled them. You hard boiled before them. that or after? Yeah. Before. <laughs> okay. So we hard boiled the eggs. Okay. Right? 
These are these are children. They're two years old. They don't know. Yeah. They haven't been allowed to eat chocolate. <laughs> sure. So for them, an egg is just simply a shiny thing. Yeah. With a particular shape. So and, we boil the hard then, boil the eggs. And then what did one of them say? <laughs> so we hard boiled the eggs. We wrapped them in foil. We hide them around the kit, uh, the dining, uh, the the front room, yeah. the living room. The boys wake up in the morning. They run around very excitedly, finding all the eggs and put them back in the egg carton for yeah. us. And then we peel the eggs and we cut them and we put them on a plate for breakfast. Mm. And we sit Arlo down in front of his plate of egg and he says, "I don't like the Easter Bunny." <laughs> <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. My God. It's really beautiful in the way. I mean, now you're not going to have to bother with this. Exactly, you see? We've really nipped it in the bud. (laughs) All this childhood wonder kind of a thing. You know, people always have the dilemma of do I tell my children that the Easter Bunny doesn't exist? Or when do I tell my children that Santa Claus isn't real? This way, when we tell our children that the Easter Bunny doesn't exist, they'll be relieved. Nothing they'll but relieved. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. I mean, there's a way in which you can get them to just not think about it at all because mm. they go, oh, well, that thing doesn't provide anything of value to me. <laughs> it provides breakfast, which is the same thing mom and dad do. Mm. And so therefore but this now, thing this is one, irrelevant. But now in this version, I have to do some work and also they're cold because they hard-boiled them the night before. <laughs> Did you, look, oh, you gave me Wow, he thought about it. It's even worse. Yeah. I guess. I guess if you pick it felt up felt like hot... a good idea two days in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that idea you had to hold yeah. in your head for a murder. Long murder time. is for some reason always worse when there's pre-planning, yeah. isn't it? Premeditated, premeditated disappointment. <laughs> Childhood trauma. I only realised <coughs> recently that that it's a rabbit leaving eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Rabbits don't have eggs. No. Now, this is a very good premise for a stand-up comedy bit you've got here. So like, but because I only realised because in France, they the eggs come from bells, Easter bells oh, ring well, and stupid. eggs. And I was like, that is, that has, that is dumb. That does not make any mm. sense. Where are the bells? Why can't we hear them? Mm. Why are there eggs in bells? <laughs> like, I don't understand. At least a rabbit, you know, and then I was like, at least a rabbit... <gasps> It should be. Rabbits don't have eggs. That's either. right. It should be an Easter snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. All right. The Easter snake came through our house last night. And it would also explain how they get into little like crevices. Oh, yeah, exactly. all, all the crevices. They can the f- flatten themselves out and go under the door. <laughs> and... <gasps> Look, the snake was in your room last night. Oh. Maybe I'll tell the boys that the hard-boiled eggs were brought by the Easter snake. How about exactly. that? Yeah, they see that's better. And now they one in every five has a baby snake in it. Mm. <gasps> that sure. Cool. Yeah, and you could open up the foil, and it's just filled with like snake just falls snake. apart like a. Ah! I not like. I not like. <laughs> This is how you can get them back on. My children had (laughs) there. I don't know. I feel like they're sort of Eastern European. (laughs) I'm not like. I'm not like a a snake. And this is how you can get them to like the Easter Bunny again. Easter. Yeah, he was better than the Easter snake. That's all he had going for him. The Eastern Bunny. You think the Easter snake? (laughs) Um, but on the premeditated murder. Right. Surely organisation is a virtue, hmm. right? We yeah. applaud people from organisation. And therefore, surely, murder is, is a certain amount bad, yeah. right? Mm. 
50 on the bad scale. But organisation is probably like a two. Mm -hmm. So surely premeditated murder is only a 48, you know? Whereas, you know, sort of people who leave their murder to the last minute, Mm. that's that's not a virtue. That's like a 54. Yeah. Right? And And like serial killers with like a spreadsheet, Mm. they actually like make more points every killing they do as long as it's well organised. That's well, exactly. So you can work your way back to zero. Well, I don't know if you can ever work your way back to zero, but you could you could sort of cancel out a couple of the murders. So like, as you go, it's like when you stay at a hotel longer, you pay less per night. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> is, that true? is that true? How long can I stay before I'm paying nothing per night? Before they're paying me. Yes. <laughs> Hello. I mean, it's a long-term investment plan. <laughs> It costs me a lot of money. <laughs> oh, in the short term. Um, so <clears throat> how could you, because I want to understand this logic, how could you do a murder but also it be zero on the sort of evil scale? Well, I mean, like, okay, well, we just gotta, we just got to line up all the virtues. What are they? Punctuality. Okay, so you do it on time. Envi- but then that does carbon, feel like it involves carbon, premeditation. Carbon neutral, right? right? You know, offsets. You're buying offsets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every step of the way, you're planting a tree. Yes. <laughs> Every drop of blood is used as fertilizer. You give them a sip of a water to replenish their fluids. Yes. You know, I think <laughs> we always end up talking about murder when I come. Do we? Do we? Okay. It's good. Um, you've got out your paw paw. Yeah. Paw paw ointment. Yeah. Your lips, they dry. Yeah. Chapped. Chapped. <laughs> Bit chapped. Yeah. Bit chapped. Do you uh, think it gets pretty dry in do here? Do you think the word for chapped should be different for women? For sure. Yeah. Mm. Chipolated. <laughs> Is Chipolata the female version Absolutely. of a, ch- a chap? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, chaps. Hello, chipolates. Chipolatas. Chaps, chipolatas. <laughs> okay, chipolates. Right? Chilates. Oh my god, my perfect a, form of exercise. It's a sausage based exercise. <laughs> Finally. I thought it was a chip based Pilates exercise. Um, oh. Chip Pilates. You know what you very, very much What about there. sausages and chips? Mm. You know, it's like yeah. it's a it's a Pilates class that's happening at a greasy spoon. Yeah. Mm. You know? It's okay. definitely English. Here's another one. Yogurt Lattes. It's yogurt lattes, but with yogurt. It's you know, <laughs> It's combining that sort of uh, uh, stretching, high-intensity, possibly hot exercise with thick dairy. Thick thick fermented dairy. Uh, Hello. It's efficient, though, if you can be eating while exercising. Mm. I think there's something in it. Yeah, it's the circle of life. Yes, and there's yogurt in it. (laughs) In everything. Okay, so so what are we just doing? More blends of... Yeah. You've, Food and you've heard of blends of two exercises. <laughs> mm. What about two exercises blended with one food <laughs> and a location that might cook that food? Zumban me. Zumban me. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, golf. <laughs> soccer. <laughs> Where's the food? Golf soccer spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> golf soccer spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yogurt lattes. Um. <laughs> Footballer soup. <laughs> just, just, 
Erotic dad golf soccer spaghetti. <laughs> golf soccer spaghetti. I mean, this sketch has got to go somewhere. What was your other one? No. So why not off the rails? No. <laughs> I mean, golf. All right, you've got to hit. You've got to kick a big ball into a tiny hole. <laughs> And you're just stamping it in there whilst wearing a funny outfit and eating a big plate of spaghetti and meatballs. It's no less stupid than all sport. That's the good thing about it. So essentially part of the sport is that you gotta you gotta actually burst the ball so that it can it can then you can just it can be crammed into that tiny hole. And you can only burst it if you eat enough spaghetti to yeah, get away behind strength. it. <laughs> Carb loading. I think I got a, a golf a golf tournament in which the ball is too big to get into the hole yeah. is quite interesting. You know, because then, it, it, then, then we've transitioned into art. You know, mm. we are making a statement mm. about futility. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Which is one of the best statements to make, I think. <laughs> I think AFL makes a pretty good argument for utility myself. But I think a lot of sports do. <laughs> a lot of sports. Hello, everybody. I am all sports. I uh, <laughs> just want to tell you that this has all been an art piece. What was, how did you put it? Futility. Statement sub, about futility. Uh, on these, the nature of futility. It's been a sports futility vehicle. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, but then a sports futility vehicle mm. is, a, is a vehicle for sports. Sports futility, mm. and so it's got to be something that carries sports futility. And is that sports themselves, or um, is that something <clears throat> else? It's like a person who invents sports. I'm, can I change what we're talking about ever so slightly? That would be so good to get us out of this. <laughs> no, it, it, but it's on the same theme, basically, right? Because uh, what is what what happens, mm-hmm. right? And this is the sketch concept: is that uh, an arts administrator gets appointed as the head of the AFL, right? So yeah. at the moment, the CEO of the AFL is often somebody who has a bit of a history in sport, but also more often than not has a bit history in business, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, Andrew Demetrio, whatever his name was, he was the head. He, I think it, he'd previously been a car executive, Great. right? In car previously Which been also, a car. Which, <laughs> Vin Diesel is a car. <laughs> and we're back. Yes. Yes. Um, but... Uh, uh, in, in this situation, someone who's a former head of a gallery or something like that gets appointed to the head of the AFL and they start changing the rules of the sport and you know adjusting things so that it becomes more artistic mm. and makes more statements. So one would be putting the goalposts so close together that the ball can't get through the gap, mm. right? And, you know, every change to the rules of any sport, there's always a lot of controversy. There's always haters. People are always uncomfortable about sports mm. moving forward. But here we go. This is this is their vision, and they managed to get it through the uh, the, the panels or whatever, and, yeah. it's, and, and then it's in. And then you know now this is this is now part of sport, which uh, would mean that technically then you'd kind of just be removing that six point goal. 
you'd just be making every goal a one-point goal. Mm, mm, or you sure. could make the goal the bit between <clears throat> the goalposts at one end of the field and the other end of the field, so all sides of the field is oh my goal, God. and oh, the that's... bits that are now goal are out. Yes, out. <laughs> that's very narrow. <laughs> and you don't tell them until they start playing. Oh, yeah, <gasps> no, no, no. Oh, yeah, that's out. You don't tell them until the end of the game. <laughs> that's right. Okay, all of the Aussie Rules players are kept... In a dungeon I like for it the already. whole season, oh, and they don't, and they don't learn. They don't get to know what what rules have changed, but they have mm. to sort of figure it out during the game. But nobody ever goes. They oh, they also can't see the scoreboard, so that they can go. Oh, we get a point every time we kick. We get six points every time we kick it just through that big area. You don't want that. <laughs> no, no. But I wonder how how long it would take for them to to realize as well. If they could see and they could identify that, like would they like rats learn? From a reward system. Um, what would that, be the reward, know, though? The reward is the points. Like, if they yeah. could see that they were getting points from mm. kicking it through the thing. Then I think they would learn. Yeah, yeah they would I learn. Think, How I think quickly humans, would they learn quicker I, than I think rat? footballers are so smarter than rats. I'm not 100% sure. The only well, way to test it would be to have a team of football players and a team <laughs> and a of rats. Doing the same. <laughs> yeah. playing, playing against, against each other. other. Yeah. <laughs> and which team works it out the fastest? The cats versus the rats. And the rats have actual rats. <laughs> That's right. And the cats... Are football players holding on to cats? Ah, <laughs> I don't know if that helps. Does that help your idea? Yeah, I think it does. I think it all helps. Can't wait. But uh, anyway, sports becomes arts, and see this way they're open. They're probably um, up for more grants. You know, imagine mm. if the AFL won the Doug Moran Prize. Mm. Is that a portrait one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would I like love that. it if more sports were taking more of our arts funding away. I think yeah, it'd be really I think beneficial. Would, yeah. I mean, well, maybe, maybe this could come from the government, come from the ministry or something. They they want to give more money to sports, take more money away from arts, but they're unable to get it through unless they just sort of change the sport a little bit so that it's more artistic. Yeah. And they mm. put Ida Butt-Rose at the head of... Um, oh, Ida Butt-Rose, yes, Ida indeed. Butt-Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Have I not said her name properly? No, she's, it's just an amazing name to say. <laughs> There's so many crisp syllables with yeah. so laden with meaning. Yeah, and the word butt is in <laughs> there. The word butt is in <laughs> and there, And then you've yeah. got butt-rose and it makes you think about like a butt with a, just a little bud coming out of it. Yes, 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 indeed. <laughs> exactly what it is yes. <laughs> yes i think of a rose with a with a butthole well i just think of a slightly prolapsed anus that's mm. what it makes me just think slightly of. though just slightly like it's it's almost pretty there's <laughs> some beautiful rose colors there's things like that and, and this is why it's a fun name to say ida mm. butt rose mm. ida um hey i'm gonna say something about harry's razor speaking of fun things to say and coming off the back of that great bit of chat why don't i tell you about this offer that is available to all listeners of the Two in the Think Tank podcast, right? You can get yourself a bunch of uh, of, of, of Harry's stuff, right? Uh, if you It's $13 value trial set that you don't have to pay that $13. It comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer, rich lathering shave gel, and Alistair. What's that, Andy? A travel blade club cover. Now... We talk a lot about the Travel Blade cover on this show. Mm-hmm. It's probably our favourite player in the entire, you know, uh, Harry's cast. It's probably my favourite bit of plastic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is a good time for you to think about what's your favourite bit of plastic. <laughs> but tweet us on online. Yeah. Now we always we always take a moment to celebrate the Travel Blade cover. But I've got to I've got to come clean with the uh, the listeners. I'm a hypocrite because recently we were clearing out our, um, our cupboard in the bathroom 
and I had two travel blade covers and I threw both of them away. And then only a week ago, I had to go stay overnight somewhere and I was filming something in the morning and I needed a close shave and it came time to pack my Harry's razor into my backpack and I had to confront the mistake that I had made and the fact that I didn't have my travel blade cover. Everything was fine. The Harry's razor wasn't damaged in any way, but I was given a stark insight and a Mm. realisation into exactly why that travel blade cover is there and how thoughtful the good people at Harry's have been in giving you everything that you need in this trial set. Yeah. So it's a lesson there. I just want to say that I, I'm not perfect. No, right? it's, it's, this is a hard way to find out that you're not perfect. Yeah, maybe. yeah. And, and, and in the future, the audience probably won't listen to me anymore when I talk about the Travel Blade cover, but I want them to know that I've been there. Well, I'm glad that it hasn't damaged my hard one. You're, no, you're still pure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's why we need you here. Yeah, no, I think the, the, the Travel Blade cover is on my thing even when I'm not traveling. Yes. Even when you're shaving. Even when I'm shaving. Even while I'm shaving, (laughs) absolutely. I think of it as, well, the earth is moving at some huge speed (laughs) through space, so in a way (laughs) we're always traveling. Yes, yes. And I actually find a way to pinch my skin under the, in between the travel (laughs) case and the the blade and to, to make it work. And it takes a lot of cream to, to keep it nice and, you know, smushy to get it in there. All you've got to do is go to harrys.com forward slash think tank. Make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash think tank to redeem your offer and let them know we sent you to help support the show. And, you know, that that's that's it. That's it. But there is a little bit more. I'd, I'd just like to say that, you know, Harry's razors, they're just a good quality, no gimmicks setup, right? That's how they right. kept the price down to an affordable thing that you're going to be able to, you're going to want to keep coming back. They don't have those costly gimmicks. The costly gimmicks, the stupid, you know, uh, bla- oh, handles you that look it. like a fighter jet or something yeah, like that. Or you get a you, you, oh, mascot that looks like an elephant yeah. delivers it to your house. Or yeah, whatever. Or whatever it is. That, well, they don't do that. This won't, they, we guarantee that this won't be delivered by an elephant, right? Yeah. It's just a good quality a razor. dressed as an elephant. It's a mascot. Really good. Yeah. Really good. All right. Thanks very much, everybody. That's Do you think that. you could shave an elephant? Like, oh. like first of all, you would get an elephant to agree to it, but yeah, mm. not 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 unconsensually mm. for mm. sure. I mean, they've got hair on them, don't they? But it feels like it's quite it's co- quite coarse, like a bristle. I'd mm. say it's more like a bristle. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So you think so you could need... make a toothbrush from? Well, yeah, I think we talked about this last time I was on the podcast. <laughs> wait, 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 wait really? Hair toothbrush? Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure. If not, it feels like such a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) That does feel like something you could sell in a Mm. shop in the in the cool part of town. With like a bamboo, uh, what's Uh, the stick part of a toothbrush uh, called? Bamboo stick. (laughs) The stick part. I think I think stick part is possibly the most technical term we could have used. Yeah, I think you know probably I think probably back in the day they probably made um, toothbrushes from like pig's hair or something Mm. like that. Which is full on to think that you—that's what you were using, mm. especially if it's actually true. And I didn't just make it up. Just mm. then, that's even more full yeah, on if it's words. true, right? Yeah, and but, especially if that pig was now evil. Oh no! <laughs> it heard the sound, yeah. right? But uh, if we think that that is um, bad, you know, uh, shaving a pig to get its uh, its bristles to make a toothbrush, mm. right? Um, then, a, what? Surely a more um, defensible thing would be to genetically engineer a pig 
that is basically shaped like a toothbrush <laughs> that um, can then remain alive, yes. right? And you just keep it in a small sty. Teacup pig. Yeah. 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 Toothbrush pig, yeah. right? You just keep it in a small sty next to the, the sink. sink in the bathroom, right? You feed it scraps. I'm pretty sure that the bottom of that sty couldn't be any dirtier than the bottom <laughs> of any mug that where people keep toothbrushes. Oh, it's so fucked. <laughs> It's the worst. Yeah. yeah. So that, <laughs> when, when, you know, you're in a share house and like after three years, <sighs> you look in the bottom of the mug and there's just a, a layer of just scum. Sc- I'm going to call it scum. And fuzz. Yeah. Oh, it's not How good. much would you have to be paid to drink that? To drink it all. <laughs> I think first you would have to add... Just an, a little bit more liquid. Just oh, sort of, yeah, no, you, you, fill, <laughs> you clean it off the sides. Okay, yeah. You fill the cup. You, you take that mug, because yeah. that's a mug already, right? Mm. You chuck out all the toothbrushes. You fill that mug with boiling water. Halfway up? Yeah. Two-thirds of the way up, right? Take the and base of your toothbrush, you just, and you spin it. <laughs> just spin stir it, just get a little until stir. Until the... Uh, uh, burning hot. Oh, but I, I guess I guess by putting boiling water in it there, you like probably... A, yeah be killing some of the mm. community of germs, mm. which would be so rich and vibrant by that point. Oh, Think absolutely. how they've been able to evolve in that environment. They're living off of sort of toothbrush and saliva, like no, toothpaste, toothpaste and saliva, saliva yeah. kind of mm. remnants. It mm. really is turning my stomach. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It is like the ocean floor. You think about the toothbrush, mm. uh, not the ocean floor, the, 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 the canopy, the, the floor of the rainforest. You have the canopy of toothbrushes up mm. there, the light filtering down, you know, and then here we have the leaf litter, mm. the detritus, you know, the, some, some of the most rich uh, ecosystem available in the entire biome. Mm-hmm. Right, and we have the scuttling of the little creatures as they rustle through the undergrowth there. Exactly. It would be beautiful. And that's but how you harvest new toothbrushes. Mm. That's a good idea. That's yeah. a, I know how I they was, grow. I was going to say, yeah. well, that's, th- this is exactly how you could make the bed of this miniature pig, pig. toothbrush. Yeah. Mm. If, it could, way, if it could evolve. It would live off of that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're genetically engineering <laughs> it to be small, toothbrush-shaped, and have yeah. bristles that all grow <laughs> in one direction, you may as well allow it to eat. All the scum, scum. that, that yeah. all your other lesser intelligent housemates mm. who use regular toothbrushes mm. right. allow them to feed off of so that. So it scuttles around in the bottom of the, uh, of the mug. Yeah. Subsisting. Subsisting off of that mm. stuff. I mean, you can keep adding some, you know, like some sweet potato skins and eggshells. Okay, well, while we're genetically engineering it to eat that scum mm. and be shaped and look like a toothbrush, mm-hmm. right, why don't we genetically engineer it so that its anus is just above the bristles, right? Mm-hmm. And that it, it, it eats all that stuff and then poops out toothpaste, Pure toothpaste. back onto the, uh, back onto back the onto brush. Back onto its own back. Wow. I it's mean, a, this is a circle, the circle of life. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Circle of Mm. <laughs> I was just thinking about, you know, veal, how veal is like a little cow that's mm. put in a dark environment and it's not allowed to touch anything. But like this oh, idea of creating a meat that is um, good because of its environment, just thinking about mm. the pig and the sound of evil and there's something about like you could make a really powerful bacon or like some kind of a meat product of by saying that your meat, your animal has been bathed in the sound of pure evil or, mm. like, has been That's immersed right. in the sound of, uh, I don't know, like, well, children laughing. Mm. Well, if we could, um, <laughs> for example... The evilest thing you can think of. 
But it doesn't no, have to no, be evil. No, no. Well, I mean, if it's children laughing alone in a hotel that you know to be empty, <laughs> that's pretty evil. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Did anybody let that kid out? What kid? There hasn't been a kid here for 45 years. Did anybody let that kid out? <laughs> you know, just that thing that you say when you know there's a kid. Anybody let the kid out? Uh, I'll let the kid out. <laughs> um, um, look, I think that's a really good, because then, then you can do that thing. It's like, well, yeah, we're... I mean, I, I think I'm really re-explaining your joke, but the veal thing, it's like, oh, you're putting them in an evil s- scenario. If we could just make it more evil. <laughs> we also put spikes on the walls. <laughs> we played an evil laugh at all times. Well, we... But, but what, what would be really good? Because what what, why people feel bad about eating the veal that's been raised in that in- evil environment is that they think that somehow the veal is innocent. But if we could guarantee that the veal was evil mm. by having played at this sound and turned it evil, then, in fact, eating the uh, the veal becomes a moral obligation. You're doing the planet a favour. You are, That's all true. of us, yes, mm. by removing the stain of darkness. That's true, yeah. But also by putting more evil around it and treating it worse, you're making the meat taste better. Yes. <laughs> You see, and and so that's all gives you another moral obligation to eat it because mm, it tastes so good. Because it would be it would be, it would be, it would it would be, be a crime, a real to, crime to not eat it. It does feel like as we're becoming more and more aware of plant-based diets being like one of the biggest things you can do towards, you know, reducing emissions, mm-hmm. that the meat industry might need to be coming up with stuff like this to uh to incentivize mm. meat eating amongst humans. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the more plant diets become uh, viable the more evil it is to eat meat and therefore the better meat becomes to eat. Uh, I think we're missing a small step. <laughs> it's just a little one. I think we say the word evil enough, we're going to get this thing across evil, the line. Evil, evil. Think, I think we have enough sketch ideas to go to our three words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, more evil. Um, uh, um, and also, yes. by the way, uh, just a little note. Evil, obviously, is the word live backwards. Yes. Right? People hate live sheep exports. Flip that around. People love evil sheep exports. Evil peace. Ex- <laughs> I mean, sport. <laughs> it almost sounded like it could have been it backwards, right? What's Knievel backwards? <gasps> <laughs> I'm not bothering Levy. to think about I don't know how it. To you guys evil. <laughs> and Levy Inc. Levy Inc. Yeah. Levy Inc. It'd be so good if it meant something. Levy Inc. Live. <laughs> does mean that. Levy your Inc. <laughs> Levy Inc. I'm sorry. Let's do the three words. Okay. And also, while we're here, thank you to everybody who came to see Magma. Oh my God. And not not especially everybody, but also especially these crazy people who came here from overseas. Mm. To see the show, there was like four or five people who were who, here. To not see not all of them who came and... exclusively just to see us, but while they were here in their limited time enjoying this great nation of mm-hmm. ours, they took some of that time to see Magma. Some sometimes and I, more and than I once. I apologise that I've forgotten uh, his name, but somebody delayed his honeymoon with his <laughs> wife so that he could come and see like do go on live and us do our show and let's do his show. East insanity. Thank you so much. <laughs> Eastern and European, Alistair. Eastern <laughs> European. Um, all right. So three words from tonight. Today is from Daniel J. His Let's Play podcast. He Daniel J.'s Let's you Play mean podcast. You Daniel K. 
maybe. It's Daniel Jay's Let's Plays. Unless there's also a Daniel Jay's Let's Plays. It's, I think it's Daniel K. I think you'll find. Daniel. Oh, yeah. Not Daniel. Oh, um, okay, you fill while I double check. Well, this I mean, I'm so the... good at it. I can just keep doing different Daniels with a different consonant on the end. All right, well, let's see that. <laughs> Please. I, I want to believe it. Daniel. P- <laughs> Daniel. Daniel's. Daniel. Daniel. Oh, it definitely is Daniel K. Oh, wow. I think my, my K. Never my... has being right felt so. Empty. Daniel Daniel K must have been auto auto corrected to Daniel J. Yeah, right. <laughs> Daniel um, K. Daniel K. Let's play podcast. All right, he's given us three words, which is the Thank standard you very much, number. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, Steph? I'm ready. Permian. What? Mm. Permian. What? Does Andy know what that <clears throat> means? I, don't... Uh, I believe it's a, it was one of the era, eras of Earth's uh, geological history, the uh, Permian. When well, it had real curly the hair. <laughs> <Yeah>, girl. <laughs> what is it? Permian. It's a geological era. I oh, is it where a... permafrost comes from? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's where Permian uh, was it frost permanent? comes from. I think it was one of the extinctions we had. The Permian uh, extinction may have well, been It's one. great that you're saying that yeah. because the three words are Permian mass extinction. Oh, yes. there you go. Oh, do you think it could be the yes. extinction of mass? There was no more weight. <gasps> it's actually the deletion of that particle. What's mm. that little subatomic particle? Uh, the Higgs boson. Higgs boson, Steph. Higgs boson. Higgsy. Um, David Higgs boson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yes, when he was released from Guantanamo Bay, I imagine a fair weight was lifted off his shoulders. <laughs> I imagine he felt pretty light then. Whoa, well, this is what it is. Mm. We can use the uh, Large Hadron Collider in CERN to identify the weight, the particle that uh, results in weight being lifted off the shoulder of those recently released from long-term incarceration without charge. <laughs> charge, electrical charge, that oh. is. Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. Don't write that down. No, but um, I was gonna. We're gonna say that that was a very Andy idea. Yeah, and I thanks. Want you to it know was probably one of the most Andy ideas. Andy, you have just been yourself so purely. Yeah, yeah. It's so nice, isn't it? Um, to be me. Okay, like, we should um, think about. But, this. but but what about the opposite of a black hole? Okay, white yeah. hole. No, not a white, hole. Oh, not a hole. White Nose. thing. <laughs> white entranceway. No, wait, that's a kind of a hole. It's, like, it's got to be a protrusion of some what, kind, right? White protrusion. White, white lump. White lump. White lump. <laughs> white plug. White plug. What's a plug? What's what you put in a hole? Yeah, it's the opposite could, of a hole. Yeah, boy. What else can you put in a hole? A lump. Lump. <laughs> oh, nose. <laughs> Through some kind of black glo- glory hole. You put a. You put a. You put a. <laughs> you put a nose in a hole. Normally, you have a hole and a nose. Yeah, but what two. if that nose two. already has two holes? Mm. You put another one in there. Put that nose and its holes through the hole. Would you consider this to be listenable? Yes. So, lootly. I was just thinking because, you know, black hole obviously is a very dense area, mm. right, that sucks everything in. Right? White hole would have to be very light, you know, very light, almost the opposite of dense. We're almost the opposite of heavy. So um, it's an anti-gravity thing? Or, yeah. it's is kind it a marshmallow? Of it's kind marshmallow of could be a mar- marshmallow. Mm. Marshmallow that smells. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, it feels like it would be, you know, something. you want something that's exciting to find in space, which I imagine a huge marshmallow would be. Marshmallow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then also you could... You wouldn't be, 
I think I think fighting a marshmallow <laughs> in space would be would probably be the most incredible thing yeah. that uh, that NASA could do at this point. Right? Because at the moment we're looking for intelligent life out in space. Mm. Is anybody looking for, like, giant marshmallows? <laughs> you can't see the intelligent life for all the fucking marshmallows. For all the marshmallows. I mean, it'd be amazing if that's what dark matter was. Marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, for some reason it's, it's so light and fluffy that all our, all our mm. beams that try to detect it just kind of mm. pass right through it. Or mm-hmm. they just, like, sizzle it up and make mm. it real crispy and delicious. <laughs> like that on the brown on the mm. outside and it's like... It's got that gooeyness on the inside. Oh, that's so good. The old, uh, would you reckon they'd be peaked or white marshmallows? Mix. Mix. Mix yeah, it both. Mix yeah, party mix. What about banana? How do you guys oh, feel nah. like that? I'm not sure Mm-mm. about that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Isn't it? Is yeah, it? that none of us are interested in it. <laughs> it is interested in it. Yeah, so like, what, what would we see this as evidence of? Do you think that we would see this as evidence of... of... Why is there no chocolate marshmallow? Right? Well, why, why, why haven't we, why haven't we gone with any other flavors of marshmallows? Oh, I think we've really settled on just a sort of a vanilla. Yeah. There's the pink and the white, but they taste exactly the same. You can't mm. tell the difference, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the next frontier. Why we'll just put other flavors in marshmallow? I mean, somebody at a sweet factory, they must always trying to put different flavors in different things. Nobody's done anything with well, the marshmallow. Well, you know when when somebody revolutionized the jelly bean. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. that's only in the last fifteen years. Right? And we're talking about jelly what? bellies. How they jelly came bellies, out. you know, they came out and they were like, oh, there's like popcorn flavored ones, yeah, and then there's like coffee flavored yeah. ones. But and there's, there's cinnamon. Are you not familiar with these? Yeah. Okay, right, right. But was there a second there where you forgot that they exist? No, I didn't realize that was the revolution. That you I think that mm. was. I mean, right. for for a long time, it was just kind of like the different green, colors, but they're all just yeah. sugar okay, flavor. Okay, okay. Except for black. Except for black, except, which is which just was, like hell. <laughs> they, they found a way to go. The black hole like, of jelly beans. <laughs> All right, we've nailed one flavor, and it's the one nobody wants. <laughs> and how about the other flavors? How about sugar? What purpose does it serve the black one? It feels like it's doing something. It's, like, a, it's a reset or something. It's yeah. a it's jeopardy. It makes it a little bit like gambling. Yeah, yeah people love that. Yeah, maybe yeah, there's like, like a game design element. In yeah, there. it stops people from. Just from eating, from eating without, without looking indiscriminately, yeah. it makes it an active pursuit. You know, you've got to engage your your brain. You've got to be, you know, living in the present. moment and paying present. You've got to be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about how clever those were. Yeah, you know, mm. I think there should be like if all fast food had things like that, like mm. if, like a, a thing of chips had some chips. Chip roulette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some a few chips sort of taste had spider venom and something like that. <laughs> And you get paid six bucks an hour to inject every fifth chip with spider venom. <laughs> then like you gotta go milk the spider. Coaxing a, yeah, the fang of a tarantula <laughs> onto a burger. I mean, you've got just like this sort of like chain chain mail glove that you gotta grab him with. Come here! Oh, he's a feisty one. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, but I think it's not a bad idea, like a mm. roulette food system to mm. really make you... Well, but also li- just in general, licorice chips. I'm into, I'm into oh. that. You know, any kind, of, any kind of hot, fast food licorice uh, element. Licorice sauce for chips. Let's try and get that off the ground. Just bad ideas for <laughs> sauces. You know? Mm, but imagine that licorice sauce if it was mixed with tennis and <laughs> squash. <laughs> Tennis and squash. Squash licorice sauce. Yes, squash licorice. (laughs) Squash each other. (laughs) Whoa. Uh, Now look, is food roulette the the Yeah, I think that's for conscious eating? Food roulette for conscious eating. 
I would like that mm. in, you know, you see the health food bloggers <laughs> and they're making themselves like a nice, you know, like a nice uh, kale salad. You're the mm. first person I ever met who ate kale, by the way. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know how to feel. No, you don't have to feel. <laughs> you're full of goodness. It doesn't matter. You're going to live for a long time not feeling anything. The kale's replaced my need to have an emotional You don't uh, need response. to have an emotional, you have a personality now. That's great. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> And they're making this kale salad, but then every seventh piece of kale, uh-huh. they're dipping in cyanide, or or how about just another beef? But 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 but, but <laughs> cyanide or beef? I mean, <laughs> could be one or the other. Could go either way. Those are some wide goalposts. <laughs> yeah. But but goal. but you've got to you, with this roulette thing. I mean, with the black jelly beans, you see at least they coloured them black, so you know they're going to be bad. Yeah. Right. But. If the if if with 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 your kale chips or whatever it is, why if it's just cyanide, is it gonna are they gonna be a different color or something like that, or does one out of every ten chips just kill you? Because then how is that conscious eating? That's just regular eating with a lot of fear and then death. Okay. If you needed to be something else, rocket roulette. Okay. I know that sounds good, but thank you. That still didn't answer the question that we were trying to answer just then. No, but I had to say it. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Okay, so what about some, one? Some of the pieces of rocket are red, and they're blood flavored. Thank you. There you go. And I think there should be one in each bowl of salad that's like blue, and that gives you superhuman power. Like there should also mm, be a speed. reward system that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can shoot mm. out bananas. It, you want to be. You want to eat the salad. Exactly. Despite the blood, despite the blood, you know there'll be like twelve sort of blood lettuce Mm. things in there, and then, and then one blue superhuman one, like one that like you know at least like makes you pee out rainbows or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you want that experience, you got to find the blue leaf, which means you got to eat your way through that salad. Don't just rummage through it to try to find pick out the blue blue one and then just go whatever. (laughs) But then at some point, people are gonna just go, well, why don't we just make a whole salad full of blue lettuce? Like well, that. then people won't be consciously eating anymore. They'll just be eating fistfuls of superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> Scoffing. You know, that goes against the whole point of this entire magic lettuce scenario. I know, but this is what people place. do. You oh, know? sure. The sugar is the good thing, so let's just remove everything else that isn't sugar from mm. the plant, mm. extract that and make jelly beans, and then but make then some <laughs> of them black so they're <laughs> conscious. It's the, whole, it's the same cycle starting again. But then we'll, we'll find out that superpowers give you cancer or something like that. <laughs> well, Ultimately, superpowers do. are worse for you and than then you smoking. Cry, and then you cry, and then it's like a rainbow tear. Yeah. Oh. Rainbow um. tears. Man, if we can get that off the ground, if we can get some sort of a... Implant or whatever that lets you cry rainbows. Yeah, that'd, that'd go big on the internet. I, I think reckon. that'd definitely be. Just get that up as a Kickstarter thing. It's a little thing just goes in you. It's like a little printer cartridge, basically. <laughs> that gets mm-hmm. t- it's tiny, right? But very pure stuff gets locked into your little uh, tear ducts. There, mm-hmm. you cry, t- you cry rainbows. Cry rainbows. I think it'd be great for like drag queen pr- performances. Yeah. Mm. Imagine that you end a performance, you go oh, <laughs> like that. Tea, like rainbows running down your your cheeks. Oh, I can cry a rainbow. Mm. Beautiful. Why are there so many <laughs> tears that look like rainbows? <laughs> it's a company that's starting up. <laughs> We've already got our, our our possible video. Great. Okay. Well, uh, let's just run through the ideas real quick and yeah. then wrap, wrap this 
Mofo. Uh, okay, big spike piercing known as mm. the the flatly. <laughs> the full flatly. The full flatly. Um, also the um, the flatleaf partly. The fl- <laughs> flatleaf partly. That's <laughs> air. Air comes out of your ho- your, your sort of pole hole. Flatleaf, flatleaf, flatleaf. <laughs> like that, like that's when you actually accidentally pierce your lung. Oh, Every time no. you take a breath, a little oh. bit of air. That's exactly flap, what you didn't want to happen. Skin, <laughs> flaps the skin next to your pole <laughs> and just goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get that fixed soon. I get yeah. that I'll go to some flatly flatly for my f- pole hole. <laughs> my pole hole. And but, the, but you know, as it initially come up with as an anti gyrating <laughs> t- technology, but eventually it, it helped in the Becomes development a- of river dance. Yeah. And of course, um, just a statement: alt, it's alt piercings, because mm. every alt has to have its own alt. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. And then there's also the Franken piercing as well that's within there. Then we have the uh, the idea of, of laughing as a second man to give an extra compliment to a joke that you really liked. You know, <laughs> you go. Not only am I laughing, but this other man that I created. There are two men laughing here. Yeah. Oh, woman. It's a sample woman. size. Ah. That's right. Pure evil is equal to an evil laugh minus a regular laugh. Yeah. See? And that's we, how you get We've pure. isolated it. And yeah. then you take that sound using... Fourier transforms. Fourier transforms. And then you play it to pigs. <laughs> <laughs> to test it on pigs and see if they become pure evil. Yeah, that was the idea we had. Mm. It's the black sound. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. We've, 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 you've got the essence of it there. Alex. It was a dark sound. Um, and then there's also, oh wait, no, that's, I've written that it's also a sound that is pure evil to make you evil. Um, we've already come up. What was the part where we was in a building? <coughs> Maybe we don't remember. Can't remember. Sorry. Uh, then we got the Easter snake. This is, <laughs> I guess this is one way that you, you could just change it so that first of all, the Easter bunny story makes more sense. Or, but also if you're, if your kids don't like the Easter bunny. You could say, well, okay, well, this year the Easter snake. For whatever coming. reason. For whatever e- reason. Let's say you've but made some huge mistakes. But I think you could also, um, <clears throat> you could, you, we, we could, we could uh, do sort of what um, Hinduism has done with their deities, where they have sort of, you know, the, the opposites, like the creator and the destroyer. I can't remember which, which ah. is which. But it would be good if Easter, instead of being sort of this mono, mono creatural holiday with mm. just the Easter bunny. If there was a dynamic relationship mm. between the Easter bunny and then the Easter snake, the bunny delivers the eggs, but then the snake, snake can come in and away. eat them, you know, swallow them, dislocate its jaw, swallow them whole yeah. and just poop out the foil, right? And then that or teaches could, ki- kids something. I, th- <laughs> I thought it was going to be the, the snake lays the eggs <laughs> and the bunny, which is also the prey of a snake often, mm. is its slave who has to deliver it. <laughs> Against its wing. Oh yeah, will. no good. Let's let's work yeah. slavery in. Well, yeah. I mean, kids have to learn about <laughs> the mistakes of history, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And true. and also, I think if you t- taught kids about slavery early on, they might realize that the way that they treat other kids sometimes is like they're like they're slave. Mm. Making them deliver. I have this memory of like I was being in like year two or three, and a guy went said to me, he goes, he goes, hey Al, this is in French though, but he goes. Hey Al, can you go and turn off that light over there? Oh, thanks so much. Like that. And then I hear him say to the teacher, because we're all in line about to get out of the he goes, I noticed that if you pretend to be really friendly, you can get people to do anything you want. Like that. How old would you reckon you were? 
I would have been five or six. Oh my god. What a terrifying thing for that child to have realized yeah. at that age. Yeah, he was also making out with people very early on, <laughs> like in year four or five, like macking out, like laying on top of each other, kind of like macking out. Jeez. I think it's because his parents were divorced. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously we've got the, we've, we've all heard of mixed sports, but ah, what about sports, mixed sports mixed with foods? We got yogurt lattes. Chipolatas <laughs> and golf soccer spaghetti. <laughs> that is, that is not a sketch. That is absolutely a sketch. I mean, it's like it's, it's a new. It's like trying to create a new business. Mm. But why just create one new sport? Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're the guy who invented yoga lattes, mm-hmm. right? You're just a person who's like, I'm starting a, <clears throat> um, you know, I'm starting a, a like a like a you know a room where mm. people come and do yoga lattes. But then that's just one room. Why not? One thing. You're offering, you know, you don't, if people don't like that, then you're done. <laughs> right? But if you've invented the idea of mixing sports, <coughs> or mixing mixed sports with, <laughs> with foods, you can have a series of places that all do different things. And then you can start seeing which ones work the best. And you don't even need room. Sometimes it's outside. It's like hybridization of hashtags as well. Hashtag food, mm. hashtag mm. sport, hashtag marketing-wise, it's genius. It's yeah, actually genius, yeah. You're getting all those markets on that. Yeah. yeah. And you can Engagement. get celebrities from so many different things. You get all the celebrities from sports. You could get have... Jamie know, Oliver. Jamie Oliver. <laughs> kicking a football. Kicking a football to Ben uh, Beckham. And then... Beckham is eating spaghetti. And then he was eating spaghetti that, that Jamie made. Yeah, and and then and then he's lobbing. He kicks it. the ball to him. The ball's full of spaghetti. He opens up the ball. Yeah, and, and then there's a whole team of all the women on the PGA tour there, <laughs> and they're and they're trying to stamp soccer balls into the holes. What's not to like? Uh, <laughs> then we got the art administrator who decides to change the AFL so that. It'll be both different and more, more meaningful, and then, but also, uh, people will tune in to see how the rules have changed. Mm. Some people will tune out, but one of the things is that sometimes it could just be back to normal, and yes. so that, so then they'll always be like, oh, "I better just check this." It's a bit of a game. roulette thing again. Yeah. And also, every time like a hundred people unsubscribe, the rules get reset back to zero, and it starts a new wave, or there's some way that that feeds back mm. into the re-rule generate mm-hmm. generation. It's a really good idea. Yeah, and every time a million people join up, mm. that happens again as well. The, the shape of the ball changes. The shape of the ball <laughs> changes, yes. And it becomes bigger than the or people. Or you add a ball. <laughs> yes, multi-ball, yeah. pinball rules. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, hit, if you hit the ball with your paddle and it hits one of those other guys, it accumulates points. Anyway. I couldn't think of a good uh, It was really thing. good, Al. Then you genetically engineer a pig to be shaped in like a toothbrush. And mm. Yeah, and then we got the best meat evil scenario. So you make meat more evil to make it better, more delicious. And more defensible. <laughs> and more defensible, exactly. Mm. And, and then we've got the food roulette for the conscious eating, which is when you put the awful bit of food it's in It's a bit it. like the idea that we came up with uh, for vegan deniability, where you go to a restaurant where one in every ten meals is vegan but looks like meat and then you can convince yourself that you didn't actually eat the meat. That's right, yeah. But 
Yeah, it's a, it's a similar... It's only like one in t- every ten dishes mm. has some meat in it. Mm. <laughs> or something. Well... We've really uh, fallen over the finish line today. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and one final noise from Steph. Uh, nice. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Stephanie, Broche, Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Can you promote one of your one of your ten Instagram accounts? <laughs> <laughs> worry lines. Worry underscore lines. Worry underscore underscore lines. Mm-hmm. It's very dumb. It is a great comic that you can check out that <laughs> Stephanie uh, hand paints herself. I've never checked this out. Oh mate, you are missing out. <laughs> worry great. underscore underscore lines. Yeah. There you have a comic. Oh, comic's a strong word. How it's long just have you stupid. been doing it? It's a doodle a day, basically. But I haven't done one today yet. No, yeah. You're going to do one today, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have what? you had any ideas for all one? <laughs> I've had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me and Steph once were doing, had this idea of like sending each other little doodles that we were Doodle drawing. pong. This sounds and then like we, an we had come up with the name for it, doodle pong, but then... Steph said that, that sounded too much like a whiffy penis. So. I did not. Oh, did not idea. say that. No, you didn't say that. Well, I think you call did. it. You went. Went. I don't think that's a nice. Call it. Sound. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> call it whiffy penis. Whiffy penis. <laughs> it's another one of my nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> Bowl of sesame noodles. Whiffy penis. Aka whiffy noodles. Not whiffy noodles. <laughs> I think I ate some of those last week. Um, you can find us at Two and Tank or I'm at Alistair TB I'm at Stupid Old Annie we're not going to plug a comedy festival show to you don't today. even try to come <laughs> yeah. until September if we are doing it then yeah we'll keep you posted and thank we, you again to everyone who came to the show and, and we, we love you. you this podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates I mean if you want it's, it's up to you 